And welcome back, everyone, to the Ballers in God podcast. Yes, we're on episode four. Episode four already. And we're always here bringing you football and faith. The best place to find footballers. Talk about faith, Christ, God, everything. Their career. This is the best place to do it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do. Smash that like button. And if you are on Spotify or Apple Music, smash that like button as well. And everyone to share this out to everyone that you know. Wherever, I don't care who it is. Your mom, your gran, your dad, your brother, sister, friend. I don't know, the stranger down the street you just met on the train. Hey, listen, go share this out to them. Let them hear what we what these footballers have to say. Uh, we wanna, and one more thing. Thank you so much to everyone uh, who's been listening, tuning in every single week. We really appreciate it. We did some analytics uh, the other day and uh, we are proud to say that you guys have been supporting us. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, obviously, I'm joined by Mr. Co-host, Mr. Ball is in God himself. You know what I'm saying? John Bostock. John, how I'm you here, doing? Bro. I'm here. I'm good. By God's grace, I'm here, man. I'm really... Um... I'm really excited for this special guest tonight. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited. Um, no, but I'm well, KJ. It's good to see you. KJ. You're looking marvelous in that Ballers in God jersey, right. bro. Yeah, listen, I want to let you guys know that we're, that we're working on a lot behind the scenes. Um, a clothing brand called Free Sixteen, and also the Ballers in God um, sportswear as well, so you guys can represent and and wear what you believe. You know, we wear a lot of clothes, but you guys can wear what you believe. Um, and by, on, on other news, I'm back training with the team now after four months out. So by the grace of God, that's yeah, good yeah, to see that. But as I say, guys, it's not about me. It's not about me here. It's not about KJ, although he's looking phenomenal. Um, tonight we're joined by, when I say special, this is a really um, special guest for me personally. I've done life with this guy for the last 15 years. Um, he was the best man at my wedding. He's the godfather of my son. Um, and although we're close, um, this guy is really close to Jesus. And he's since I've known him, he's made it his life ambition to glorify Jesus and to make Jesus known. Wherever he's been around the world, he's been a, a footballing missionary. He's played um, for some amazing clubs in Syria, Jupiler Pro League in Belgium. He's played, um, he's currently in Turkey. He's, he's a international for his country um congo play for spurs coming up um he's done a lot in the game um but he really 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 is more than a player and so tonight without any further ado i want to introduce to you guys the husband the father the man of god of course amazing footballer the chop maestro <laughs> mr paul jose and poku welcome bro bienvenue oh thank you guys thank you for the welcome really really i'm really pleased to be with you guys and it's an honor and a privilege for me to be able to share about, about what God has done in my life. And uh, thank you, John. Thank you, KG. And uh, let's go. Hey, come on now. We love to man. hear that. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it massively. Uh, you got game day uh, tomorrow uh, of the time of the recording. Uh, how are you feeling about that? Confident? You excited uh, for the match? It's easy, bro. The game is tomorrow. Today is podcast and let's do what we have to do today and tomorrow. Tomorrow we will do what we have to do tomorrow. But can I just say something? You see, you see, on Ballers and God on Instagram, and guys, if you, if you follow us on Ballers and God on Instagram, we want to say thank you for following us and supporting us. We pray that you're blessed through our Instagram. If you don't follow us, check us out. We get a lot of questions saying, "How do you deal with being scared before a game?" And it's quite interesting. Polo just said, "I'm chilled. I'm relaxed." 
Polo, has it always been like that for you? Or was there a time in your career where you're nervous? Like how how would you kind of advise younger players with dealing with that pressure before games? Um, I had some games or sometimes where I, I felt like kind of pressure coming, you know, like thinking like the day before thinking of the game and what we're going to do tomorrow because the game is was important. But most of the time I try to be relaxed because it's nothing's going to change, you know, like if I'm stressed or if I'm not stressed, you know, it's not going to make like uh, me playing better or not, you know. And what I realize is that the more I relax, the more I play better, you know. And I know sometimes it's not easy, but uh, but this is the way I see. I see like like the Bible said, like today, like what en français ça dit, donc... Uh, Sorry, because my English sometimes is... Uh, I I'll, 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 I'll try and translate. Yes, so, um, <laughs> chaque jour suffit sa peine. Donc, uh, every day, like, you have... Uh, Enough uh, worry for itself. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I start to realize that, man, I have to... Today is today, tomorrow is the game, and tomorrow I will think about the game, you know? And this is what mm-hmm. I, this is how I try to, to deal with this pressure and kind of things, you know? Hey, man, and... And you can you can apply that to anything, not just football, uh, not exactly, just football, yeah. but just in everyday life, man. Just like yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, today yeah. has enough worries. Exactly, you know. You deal with that tomorrow, man. Like yes, like, exactly. Yeah. And I think for me, this is the, the every time I try to think about the game. Oh, tomorrow I'm gonna chop someone or do this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I end up playing the worst game of my life. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I feel you, man. I hear you, man. Like people, listen to this. Relax, yeah. chill. Life is stressful yeah. as it is. Don't worry exactly. about what you can, yeah. can and cannot see tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. We're all about today, man. But Polo, um, I've got a question for you just to kick things off. We have to go back. We have to go all the way back because you, you are you're a man now, but we have yeah. to go back to when you was a boy. Yeah, I want to know what young Polo, young Paul was like what was life like for you growing up um with your aspirations of being a, a footballer uh i was born in congo i was born in kinshasa but i i came in belgium with my parent when i was one years old you know so i, I grew up in belgium especially in vervier is a small region uh in the in liege in liege and uh, i grew up i started playing football when i was five I grew up uh, in a family where, you know, when I was young, ready as a baby, uh, my uh, my auntie used to take me to church already from there, back in the days, you know. And uh, my mom told me this later on, like she said, like, uh, yeah, the one pastor, like he kind of prophesied or something on me and said, oh, this these children, they have a star. These children have a star. These children have a star, you know. And uh, but the funny things is like. Uh, my mom, she grew up like as a Catholic, you know, she's Catholic and this and, but I always used to go to like, let's say, go like evangelic church uh, with my auntie, you know, always like my auntie always used to take me, go there, you know. And when I came also to Belgium, it was the same. My auntie is, uh, is the, like, is one of my friends is called Luis Pedro Cavanda. Her mom used to take me always to like, like evangelical church, you know, and my mom used to go to, to um, to Catholic church, but I was like, you know, for me, it was a, when I when I grew up, I start to say like, is is weird, you know, like why my mom don't take me to with her church? I always go to mm. with my uh, 
with my auntie. So I grew up around God. I, I grew up knowing that there is a God, that I believe in God, you know. And uh, I started football when I was five years old. And uh, for me, football was everything, you know. I uh, I started to play in some small club like where you used to live. And uh, at 12 years old, I went to Standard Liège. Uh, I start no at ten years old first. I went to do a try, and after I I don't know what happened if I if they didn't call me or they say some of them say afterwards that uh, they say oh we lost your number but I don't know if it's really true you know if you really want to find me you want to find me but he say he lost my number because you want to say that he was the one he find me first but I'm like come on man don't don't try with me you know <laughs> and uh, you know and then after two years I went to Standard Liège you know it was my first like. First division, first division club playing, you know, and for for a guy like me who, who live like in Liège, it's really special to play for Liège, you know. It's like John, you know, he played for Crystal Palace, he grew up around there. It's, it's something that, I don't know, is is really difficult to explain, to play for for the club where you, you grow up, where everybody speak about it, you know. And then... Uh, and then this was at 12. And then from 12 to 15, I was in, uh, I was, yes, I was in Standard. And at 15 years old, like it was a lot of club that, that wanted me. And I wanted to leave Standard Liège. And uh, my agent came to me and said, Polo, I have a club for you. And it's called, uh, and it's Tottenham. They want you, they want to sign you, they want to do everything, you know. And at that time, the the, the chairman, no, the, yeah, the, the president, he was uh, Damien Comoli, a French guy. And uh, he's the one who, like he, he brought me John, and he wanted to do something really really new with the young player. And he bought John, he bought myself, he bought at that time he was like also Adel Tarab was there. It was a lot of big big talent at that time. And so it was my first time abroad, 15 years old. You know, I was living in Dix, and uh, I couldn't speak English. Uh, you can ask John. <laughs> you can ask all the people in England. They know my English was like. Listen, let me tell you something. Sorry, follow. <laughs> follow. Don't 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 lose where you are because you're flowing and I don't want to interrupt you too much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been known to have a Mohican, yeah. And when Polo came over to England, he thought it was a, called a Jamaican, a Jamaican. <laughs> so you'd always tell me, bro, when are you gonna cut your Jamaican off? <laughs> <laughs> and another thing you said, you say to me, said John, why in London is there always orange dogs walking everywhere? I said, what do you mean, orange dogs? He said, at night, I always see orange dogs. So what do you mean? I realised he was talking about foxes. Guys, when you hear Polo speaking, like, this is not, English is not his first language. Like, I wish I could speak another language like he speaks. Yeah. But man, like, where, where he was now, where he was then yeah, to where he is yeah. now, it's unbelievable. And I think, wasn't one, one of your teachers said you'll never speak English in your on a no, school? Yeah, so basically, one day, I will come to that. Yes, one day, I was, uh, I was back. When I was in school in Belgium, you know, English was like, you know, I always used to have zero, like zero to 10, zero to 20. Like it was really bad, you know. And I remember I was in England. So I went to England. I started to do courses, you know, and um, my English started to be good. I started to improve, even though sometimes I used to make. Oh, we forgot also about the good shot, the good, uh, the good, the good. What I say? The good, the good. The, the good shark. He said, the John, Yes, I really yes. want to go to Dubai to swim with the good sharks. I said, yes, yes, yes. what's a good shark, bro? I, said, I don't know. It's like a good shark. It's like they always make friendly with the people. I said, I realize he's talking about dolphins. Dolphins, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Then, uh, what a legend, man. 
Yeah, yeah. And then what, what happened yeah, with this teacher? I went back to Liège. We had like two days off or something. And I saw this teacher and I said, hey, now I'm speaking in English. You can speak English with me now. Yes, yeah, speak English. She was like, really? I said, yeah, really? Yeah, speak now. You used to put me zero in school. Now speak with me. And she said, oh, yes, I wish. Oh, Apollo said, talk. No, don't speak in French. Speak English, <laughs> you know? And then she was like, oh, congratulations. And this and that, you know? So, okay, let me continue with uh, where we were. Um, so, yes, I came to England. So I couldn't speak English. And um, and for uh, for my first year was a bit difficult, you know, because I started to like have kind of some injury and uh, couldn't speak the language. I had one uh, one of my my uncle. He was like a, like a big brother to me, and he was the one like kind of doing the link between the club and and myself, you know, because I couldn't speak English, you know. And uh, the first month when I came, like in the in December. When I we went back to Bel, I went back to Belgium because we had some holidays, and uh, we they call us from England to say that yeah, Yajano he used to call he died, you know, and I was shocked, and for me it was like because I it never happened to me that someone close died, you know, and he was really close to me, you know, and when he died I was like I was like I couldn't believe it, you know. I was like, like in England, who is going to help me? And like, you know, obviously my English was starting to be good, but I, I needed him, you know, he was a big brother to me. Anything I used to call him for my phone, anything, you know? And I was like a little bit lost, you know? Mm. And I was like, flip, what? Like, and I went back to England and first few days I was like, you know, it was strange for me because when I used to go back to England, the first things I was called, yeah, yeah, ja, no, I came back, I'm here. Okay, he used to live in Birmingham, so maybe I will come down and see you. And <laughs> that's where I'm from. I'm from Birmingham um, as well. Hey, come on. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he used to say yes, I will come. And then, uh, and then you know, I met up with John, and uh, John, he was. We came in at the same time, you know, but we never kind of spoke or something, you know, in the beginning, you know, because obviously my English was bad, and he was not speaking French, and you know, nothing, you know. So I was just kind of adapting, and one time. I saw him pray before before eating, you know. And guys, I'm telling you, pray to pray before eat. You don't know who you can impact, you know. And I can give a testimony about this. There is like a, a little my my little cousin is called Mus Mustafa. Used to be a Muslim, and now he became a Christian. And I asked him how you became a Christian. Like he said, Polo, when I used to come to your house, I see you guys praying before eating and this. I was like, I start to have question, you know. So. Just to just to put, um, bro, guys, praying before eating, no matter where you are, guys, you don't know who you can touch or impact. Come on, true man. Finish this, and uh, so I saw John praying, and I was like, oh, like because it's rare, you know. I grew up in this, you know, especially you know, in Africa, we have a lot of culture, tradition, and you know, we pray before eat, blah blah blah. So I was like, I say, oh, bro, you're Christian, so yeah. He asked me, I'm a Christian. I say yes, because at that time for me to be a Christian is just believe in the that you know God, you know? So just believing in God. So for me, I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. He said, Yeah, oh wow, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And then we start to to speak, we start to be like best friend, and we start to speak. And he invited me to to uh, to his church on the 31st of December. Uh, normally 31st of December, back in the days, I used to go party and do something, you know, 
And since that day, 31st of December, no matter where I am, I'm connected to the church. I mean, I'm in church. If maybe we have a game or something like that, I will be connected with the live or something. But mm. yeah. And that day we went to church with uh, in CLF, Christian Life Fellowship. And uh, I went there that day, bro, like my life just changed. When I came out that, when I came out from the church, it was finished. My life has never been the same. You know, I never been the same after back then I was, you know, I always say before, you know, my name is Paul Jose, you know, and I say before I used to be called Paul Jose, now I'm called Polo because there was a change, you know, because Paul Jose mm. was called me, you know, but um, yeah, since that day, my life never been a change, you know, and then uh, never been the same, pardon, sorry. And, uh, and then, yeah, it starts from there. And then we 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 kind of walk this Christian life with John. We kind of helping each other. Yeah, we made some mistakes because we were young, but mm. we we really we 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 love we love God. You know, we love to speak about Him. We love to to uh, we love Him. And obviously, we were young sometimes, but we was riding together. You know, helping each other. You know, oh Paulo, I'm struggling here. Oh John, I'm struggling here. Okay, Paul, come, let's go and pray. Let's do this. Why are you doing this? Blah blah blah. You know. So yes, this would be me. Yeah. Wonderful, man. Wow. Guys, you, you, it's this is um it's wonderful to hear because I, in ballers and God, as you guys know, uh, we're not just a podcast, we're not just an Instagram page. We're a disciple making movement in the world of football. And we have a lot of players that come into ballers and God, our meetings, because we have meetings throughout the week, prayer meetings every morning and main meetings, Bible studies, etc. throughout the week. And a lot of players come in to the, our meetings and say, and we asked them, like, hey, like, who'd you play for? Who invited you here tonight? Um, and just tell us a bit about your faith. And a lot of these players say, yeah, I've been a Christian all my life. Mm. Listen, no one's been a Christian all their lives because mm. the Bible says that every person must come to a stage where they decide to follow Jesus for themselves. And Paulo just kind of mentioned the story there where he had almost religion, but then it actually became a relationship when he encountered Jesus. It's a difference. You know, so it's wonderful. To, I remember growing up, uh, me and Paulo would spend, like, nights praying in his digs We'd be praying for our future wives, praying for our careers. We'd <laughs> cry together, we'd laugh together. Hey. Just want to encourage you guys, just know that there are young players out there, even now, you know, um, around the world that really do want to put God first in their lives. So it's wonderful to hear, Polo. Polo, just kind of taking it back to your early days as a footballer growing up in Belgium. I think one of the things that connected me and you was street skills. Yes. Before we could really speak uh, English or French together, we used to do tricks together in a changing room and show each other videos on YouTube and what. What was it like growing up for a young player in Belgium? I think now there's only, what, 10 or 11 million people in Belgium, but when they have yeah. one of the best national teams in world football. Why yes. do you think, how was it for you growing up as a young player? And why do you think Belgium has so much talent? Because in Belgium, I grew up playing in the street and there was a lot of place to play in Belgium in the street. And there's a, there is player from everywhere and for all region, you know, Moroccan, mm. like French, Belgium, Congolese, anyway. And we we grow up playing in the street, always in the street, you know. And uh, Belgium also is a is like you say, it's a small country, you know, where in football they need they need to make young player play to to be able to live as a club, you know. So for them, it's very important to go and search for those players who played in the street, you know and in a small club and um, and also the i would say also the the education you know the coach you know that they, they have changed a lot in belgium to be able to produce the 
the best young player that they that they can produce, but it's also because they invest so much in the in the academy because they know that this is how they're gonna return. It's not like in England where you know for the right TV you get so much money. For them, it's not like this. Mm. You know, so they need to um, to uh, to uh, to invest in the academy to be able to to live and to and to continue uh, doing what they're doing. No, great point, man. I had the yeah. privilege of playing in, playing in Belgium for some of my best yes best years. You know, I love playing in Belgium, and I realized that if you're good enough, you just play. It mm. doesn't matter how old you are; they just play you. I think in England or other countries where maybe there's more pressure or more money up up for grabs, in Belgium they just play. You see, Yuri yes. Tillemans playing at 16. Other yes. players just play, and obviously your little brother Sambi Lakonga yeah. playing captain captain of Anderlecht. At what age? Uh it was 20, I think. 20 wow. years old. Wow. Captain of the biggest <laughs> club in the country, you know, so Not it's an incredible country. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. Historically, <laughs> one of the biggest clubs <laughs> yes, in the country. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that, follow. Love that, man. Love that. Amazing, man. Amazing. It's just it's just great to hear that. Like, I've heard... um not only just you, Paulo, say that, but I remember an interview with uh, Riyad Mahrez as well. And he's mm. talking about growing up in Algeria um, mm. and then growing up in France. Um, and he was saying how the difference is that go go along the streets, you see kids playing football. You know what I mean? You just see kids playing, playing, playing. Over over in England, it's not as much, you know what I mean? There's a lot more things go for kids to, to do nowadays. You've got like different video games, different music, all these different things. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. Everyone's got their different interests in and different kind of things that they, they're passionate about. But if you want to get to the very top, you've got to be playing. Yes. Even if it's even if it's just you and a wall, bouncing it off a wall. I remember Ian Wright saying he didn't have much. So what he would do to practice his, uh, to train his weaker foot, is just hit the ball on a wall you know what I mean I, just, I remember I hear players saying trying to juggle the ball up the stairs try to do different flicks and tricks with their with their with their friends I remember a game we used to play um called Kirby I don't know if uh you've played that at all where basically you have to try and uh dink the ball to hit the the side of the the pavement and like, make it bounce back and if you do that you get to like move um further back or further back and stuff so so yeah like just little games like that people if you if if you got a young young uh, sibling young nephew niece whoever is into football tell them that yo to to get put to where you want to play put him in the street and i remember saying to john like i think there's not many i don't see a lot of place to play in the street uh, you know like in belgium you know I've, john came many times in belgium we always outside and you will see like young players, like old guys and everybody just in the street, you know, everybody in Belgium is like, now, nowadays is a bit like, now I see the difference is that you have to pay to play football. You know, they go in the small door before mm. now we don't used to play. Like sometimes we used to have a ball that is a mashup ball, but we used to play because we just love the games, you know? Let me, let me tell you one story. And this is me. You know, the Bible says, you know, to kill the flesh, yeah, and just die to self. I went to Belgium, yeah. And by this time, like, I've got a big name, like, in, in England, KJ. Like, yeah. people call me the wonder kid. I offers from big clubs. Yeah. I've gone to Belgium thinking, like, I just play on the street. Oh, I'm going to kill it. And obviously, I'm playing well. Everyone can see my talent. Yeah. And this one kid, oh, my God. <laughs> he takes the ball. And he's not a professional player, not even amateur player. But he has this one skill, KJ. Yeah. He drags the ball closer to you, and when you put your leg open, he just megs you. And I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. come on, man, I'm playing 
almost first team of, do you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> and all the guys from this neighborhood are here. I'm the one boy from England that Paulo said, Yeah, he's a big talent. Come with my friend, he's over here. Played a futsal tournament, and I finally came over to this place in the cage. Mm. KJ, do you know how embarrassing it is to get megged from someone who doesn't even play football? <laughs> the guy <laughs> roped me in with the ball, dragged it towards me, and just scooped it through my legs. The whole place <sighs> went mad. I left. I ran. I ran home. <laughs> Bro, I remember this guy, he oh, yeah. my son, and he didn't even try to get the ball. He just ran, you know, like... I went home. No, I went home. <laughs> even the guy, when he nutmeg you, he didn't even try to get the ball back. He just ran because he was so happy to nutmeg yeah. him. And he was oh, just mad. Yeah. Oh, hey, John, that must be, like, the biggest humbling in football terms you can ever even receive. Like, fam, if that happened to... Fam, if that happened to me, I'm already standing there contemplating life. I don't even play professional football. So for you... Guys, if anyone watches this, like footballers, we have a lot of pride, right? And by God's grace, we try not we try to be humble, but being nutmegged for some reason, it's like taking your soul almost. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, it wasn't yeah. like a, a lucky nutmeg, he planned it, he wrote me mm. in. I'm like, I got, he makes me, I ran home, I ran home. So, anyway, God bless you, bro. If you're hearing this, whoever the guy is, you know, God bless you. Amazing, but, amazing yeah. stuff. But, Polo, but yeah, I mean, uh, you, 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 you've grown up, Polo. I mean, I was able to visit you at your, your house where you grew up with your family. You grew up in a, in humble beginnings. Yes. You went from the boy who you, you said it was like a dream come true to play for Standard Liège. Yes. And it's fair to say now you are a legend at that club. Yeah. How was that? How does that feel for you to go from literally being a, a player who had nothing and a family who had humble beginnings to now being known as a club legend at Standard Liège? I'm thankful, you know, I'm really, I'm really thankful because it was like, you know, you know, I think you remember many times we came to Belgium, we watched, we watched the game and I always say to John, I want to play here because I don't know, I, I grew up like, to, like I tell you, I played in Standard when I was young and I remember I saw Standard Liège winning the league after 25 years, you know, and, um, and I was in the stadium and I went to the city after and I never saw something like it, like that. I never saw the atmosphere in the city. Everybody was just like mad. And I said to myself, I want to experience that, you know? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I missed it. I missed it a few times because every time we were second, one time, uh, yeah, two times second. And 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 for me, it was like, a, I don't say regret, but it was like, a, it's kind of things like, I'm like, I, I wanted to experience that. But okay, like you say, I became a, 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 an important person in Standard Liège and, you know, is uh, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it, and especially for my family also because they invest a lot for me to to be able to be to play football. You know, so it's not only for me but for my family also. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's mad. And then talking about like your career as well in terms of you 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 came to Spurs at such a young age. I didn't realize it was so young, like of fifteen. Like that that's crazy, you know. Um, you yo, I'm just gonna say footballers, yeah, from a young age, they go through massive changes. Like from yes. some people from the age of what 12, 13, 14, 15, moving from country to country to to try and make their dream come true. Like as as a as just a no, normal person who's dreamed of one day in my dreams becoming a footballer like that is a lot so I have so much respect for for you and making that chance and move and my, my question would be like what was your biggest lesson you learned from your time at Spurs like um as as a young man growing up 
spiritually as a Christian, but also as a footballer? What are the lessons that that you that you learn from them? If I I have to remember something in England for me is Christ, you know? mm-hmm. because this is where I I knew the Lord. This is where I grew up. This is where I got a lot of the foundation, and because the foundation are really important. I saw so many Christian falling out and background, like how do you say? Uh, backsliding. Yeah, backsliding, mm-hmm. and because they didn't have a lot of foundation, you know. And me, with the the the, we had sales, Pastor Joe, a lot of things, and happened in England. That every time I go to England, the only things are in my mind first is Christ and from Christ I got everything that I had now that I have Amen. now you know so in England yes I, okay football I learned I met some great people but if I have to remember one thing is Christ and with that with Christ I have everything that I have right now you know mm. ah, that's amazing and talking about uh, continuing with the theme of Spurs obviously that's where uh, you met John um and just hearing like you two reminisce and talk about your stories is very refreshing to hear and i'm enjoying every moment of it um how would you say that from that point now to from that point sorry to now that your relationship has grown with john over the years yeah yeah we you know some like okay now we have a family we have wives and we are not every day on the phone like we used to be but we are still close you know when we when we call each other we will speak maybe for an hour you know and maybe we'll not speak for one two months but with like sometime message or instagram something then when we when we have time to speak on the phone we'll speak for an hour but like the distance didn't change anything you know we still love each other so much we still like uh praying for each other so much we're still thinking about each other so much and you know we just we just grow up and we have family now we have like priority and this but Mm. we still like as close i said that than before you know i don't Mm. know if if you can add something in this john but yeah no for sure i think you know what guys like honestly people i mean i played for 15 14 15 clubs so i've had hundreds of teammates and you can be really close to a, a, a teammate, like really close. And when you leave the club, you never speak to them again. It's a yeah. strange place. Yeah. So to have like a best friend in football who is the best man at your wedding, like Godfather, it's it's um, and, and to be brothers in Christ, it is it's priceless. And so if anyone's watching this, I encourage you, just be you know intentional about who your closest friends are, yeah. you know, and and who you. Because you often become like the people you spend time with. You know, the Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. Yes, so yes. if you flip it, good company makes good yes. character. Yeah, you yeah. know, so I, I'm very grateful for Polo. He's been such a help in my life and a blessing to me. Um, and also, I want to say, Polo's been a massive blessing to all who who meet him. This guy, when I mean networking, he is the best network I've ever seen in my life. He's like <laughs> Zavi in midfield. He's got so <laughs> many connections. And he just always tries to lead people in uh, in a way that they can really, you know, see who Jesus is. And it's mm. wonderful. And I do want to say, Polo, um, obviously we just mentioned Tottenham, um, but there is a bit of Arsenal now in the family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your little brother, uh, Albert Sambi Lakonga, for those of you um, who maybe didn't put the two names together and Poku. Um, and by the way, Polo, can you just explain that? Like how the, how the yes. names... This what? is African, like Congolese thing. I think a lot of African have this. Like basically, I have the I have the real name, you know. 
it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And uh, basically, is a uh, Sambi. Like I have the name of the grandfather, and uh, Sambi is the name of my father. You know, of my father. But everybody, like my other brother Fabrice and the other one, they, they all have Sambi. I'm the only one they have. Ah, oh, okay, interesting. I, I, and Paula, with your brother, like obviously, you always just tell me, John, my little brother, Andalek, man, he's gonna be a big player. He's gonna be a big player. Did you always know that he was gonna go to the top level? Um, yes, I always say like he's a big player because you know when we were young, like I said to you, when you play in the street, in the street, there's many things you can see. My brother used to play with us. Like in the street, there is not like a uh, you play the same age and this. No, the young play with the big, the big play with the young, and sometimes the young we we kill the big. You know, it doesn't <laughs> matter. And and what I see is that when the young play with the old, they grow up fast, you know, they think fast, they think, you know, and my brother's always been like that, always think fast, always in advance, always anticipate, always do things that the people from his age don't do, you know? Mm. And uh, I always knew my brother had quality to to uh, to play the high level, you know? But uh, it's true that, okay, to come so quick to, uh, to Arsenal, it was like, uh, wow, you know, we are... It was not a surprise because when you see the season he had in Underleg and what he used to do in Underleg, you know, you cannot be, you know, you cannot be a 20 captain, you know, of Underleg mm. of a club like this, you know, especially as Vincent Company as a coach. If Vincent Company put you captain, it must have been something, you know. So true, we yeah, knew true. that we have something special, you know. And my brother and I has always been like this, you know. He, he grew up playing in Underleg, I grew up playing in Standard. And, you know, in Underleg, we is a is a football of class and this and standard mm. is a little bit it's not okay we play football but it's a bit we have to be more a little bit tough. yeah and in tottenham is the same also a little bit you know arsenal is a more of classy football tottenham we play football but you have to to fight mm. you know and uh, so <laughs> it's always been like this me and my brother always the opposite and even mm. we say he's more the water i'm more the fire i'm more the yeah. guy sometimes you know i'm Come on, you know, he's more calm, he's more like he, everything you take it so much easy, relax, you know. So, yeah, but yeah, okay. And then talking about it, so would you say then that Arsenal is actually the, the best environment for him to grow and become the player that you, you believe that he can? Yeah, 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 with the philosophy, with everything, you know. I remember talking to um, to Arteta with uh, about my brother and the way the, the way they was thinking of him and the way they want to play. I say it's definitely the club for him, you know, mm. and uh, especially also with the school that he had with Anderlecht is is like the is the perfect uh, combine the for him, you know, like the, the next step. Sorry, yeah, the perfect next Wonderful. step for Anderlecht to Arsenal. Mm. And obviously, like guys, you're hearing about. I mean, this is a footballing family. <laughs> this is like, this is like, this is this is rare. Do you know what I mean? Like to hear to, of two players growing up with a humble beginnings, playing at like top level. This, and you know what? Deeper than that, guys. Both of these men, Sambi and Polo, they love Jesus. What's yeah. it like, Polo? I mean, just in general, how has following Jesus impacted your family? Like you as a man, you as a son, you as a brother, like. Has has Jesus impacted your family, and in what way? Yes, Jesus has impacted my family. When I see my brother, you know, 
I uh, I didn't really shed share or share my like my, okay my testimony was everywhere in the world. It, uh, it's just my life. My life has changed, you know. So my character speak speak Jesus the way I am, the way I speak, you know. And I think what what made my brother is maybe the way he saw I was, you know, and made mm-hmm. him to believe in, in this and and work and 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 go in this way, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, and for me, it was uh, when I when he said when he said to me he's gonna get baptized, and he went to baptize my uncle. He's a pastor. He baptized him. You know, it was I was so honored because we know the football world that is. You know, we know, mm. and to have Christ in this football world is the best thing that a player can have. You know, because we know how it's going on. We know the darkness of it. We know mm. how some people also are, have bad intention. You know, and. Mm. Uh, and I know that whatever happened, I know is in the is in God's will, in the hands of God. So I'm not even worried. You know, if he didn't have Christ, maybe I would be more worried. You know, but I know I is. You know, obviously he's young. Maybe he will make mistake. Maybe he make mistake. You know, but I know that he loved Christ and Christ loved him. You know, so I'm kind of peace with that. You know, mm. wonderful, amazing, amazing hearing. Talking about talking about love. Um, Standard seems to be a club that that you love. You've been there three times in there, three different spells. Um, and I just want is that a place you reckon you would want to retire at? If you got the opportunity now to go back and spend the rest of your football career, is that somewhere you want to stay? If I say something now, it's gonna be no. uh I, I don't know, you know, with the situation now, obviously, as a standard man, I, I, I'm a bit uh, hurt, you know, with what's happening in the club and if, and this, you know. and um, But I don't know if I want to finish there as a player, you know, because I know if I go there, I have to... I, I don't have problem to take responsibility. I always took responsibility when I was there in every club. Mm. But if I finish there with the situation now and... I know I will have to take a lot, you know, and I don't know if I want this. I want this, you know. Now I just want to enjoy football to finish well, you know, and uh, maybe I could finish there, maybe not, but it's not in my mind. Before I would say, yeah, I want to finish there. I want, I want, but now I'm like, if I finish there, I finish there. If I don't finish there, I don't finish there. Wow. Tottenham, Leighton Orient, Standard Liège, Cagliari, Kievo, Panathinaikos, Standard Liège. Alwada Konyaspor. Yes. May the Lord's will be done in your life, bro. Wherever exactly. he wants you in the future, yeah. his will be done. Exactly. And also, just speaking about your international career, what was it like playing for Congo, bro? Wow. This is a feeling that you cannot describe. Because, you know, obviously, Congo uh, is a poor co- It's not a poor country. It's a rich country, but we are poor. And uh, when you go to play for Congo, you... You really play for the people. You know, in Standard Liège, we say, or here we say, we play for the fun, blah, blah, blah. Not blah, 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 but we play for the fun and this. But there we really play for the people. Because, you know, some people there, they, some young people, women, sometimes they don't, they don't eat the whole day, two days, three days. But when we play and we win, it's like they had food, you know? They are filled, mm. you know? And it's a feeling that you cannot describe. Playing for Congo, it mm. gives so much happiness. It's not even happiness to me. Yes, to my family. Yes, my parents. But it's more to the people, you know. You don't know how much they are happy to see you 
how much they are happy you come to play for their country and you you win for them is just extraordinary you know so um, it's a feeling really that i can't describe you know hmm. yeah and what what was it like at afcon obviously we had we had afcon recently reverse uh, senegal being being the winners but you've played in an AFCON yourself, like what's it not like? just playing, mate. He hit one goal against Ghana, like you've never seen before. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. oh my days! Yeah, like, like I say, you know, to play for your country like Congo is something special, and to play the Afghan, it was it was really really something special. Uh, obviously, we didn't uh, we didn't end up where we I think we could have end up. It's to the end. But uh, it was a great feeling, great experience. Obviously, Africa is Africa. You know, you there's some things that you that you see or do uh, that you never saw in Europe. You know, and but this is what makes Africa also. You know, and uh, sometimes you will see some physio. They will sleep on the floor. We had the physio room. It was in one discotheque. You know, they put the discotheque out and they put the table of the physio there. You know, you see things that you never saw before. You know. And uh, but this is Africa. This is what we love, eh? And uh, this is why you you experience those kind of things, you know. But to play the Afcon is one of the is is the is the top. It's like a European play the Euro, you know. Mm. And uh, hopefully we will go to the World Cup uh, in Qatar and uh, and try to do something. Powerful man. And you know what your. Career as an international at Congo, I've seen it from as a friend. I've, I've watched you play. I've watched you score the goals. I've seen you chop some defenders over in, in, in open Africa. I've also got to see your work off the pitch in Africa. Yes. Like, how passionate are you about, or, or, or why? Why do you want to, what is it about your desire? Like, why do you want to have an impact over there, bro? Because I believe in life is about transferring also. What everything that we have learned, everything that that we have learned as a kid, as an adult. And, you know, I want to transfer a lot of things. First of all, I want to transfer Christ because you have to know that in Congo and a lot of countries in Africa, they say that you cannot make it to the top if you don't touch like, uh, like, uh, gris-gris. It's, it's like, um, let's witchcraft. say, witchcraft, you know? Mm. So, mm. and in, in Africa, let's say I will speak in Congo, people in their mind is that if you play for Leopard, so the top, you this because you touch witchcraft. And mm. I say, I am the testimony myself that mm. you can be to the top without touching all these kind of things, you know? Amen. And mm. only because of this, I know there is many people who want to play to the top, but people make them scared. No, you have to do this. You have to go there. You have to pay this, you know? And I want to show to those young people, you know, and I have to transfer to them that, guys, you can be to the top, the top of Congo, who is Leopard, and don't touch all this thing and go with Jesus, you know. So first of all, it's for all these young people who believe in Christ and the people telling them, no, you have to touch this, you have to touch that. No, you know, first of all, it's for this. And also because there is so many talents, mm. you know, but there is no structure. There is nothing for them to be able to develop, you know, in uh, not only in football, because, you know, not everybody will make it to football, but I want people to make it in life, you know. So, mm. so that's why I'm trying to, to try to build something and to, to transfer everything that I've learned and um, 
to uh, f- if maybe some of them can succeed and be some somebody you know mm. uh, in the few years later and then them also we transfer it to other you know so mm. yeah and also yeah. Congo sorry because Congo gave so much to me to my parents to myself you know so it's a kind of give back also you know yeah that that's that's beautiful to hear and you're talking about a lot of transferring and yes. and we spoke to Adine Gala about mentorship and and how yes. that kind of relationship you transfer but on terms of a on a relationship where it's like friends where it's just a, a, that mutual respect that mutual friendship um how important is that for fellow christians that have um other christian friends like you have with john and and maybe what other people have uh in their own lives the bible spoke that iron sharpen iron you know and i say as i say in the beginning with john from the young age we 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 gave our life to christ we were young you know and we were co- uh, consacré. I don't know how to say in, uh, in consecrated. English. Yes, mm. very young, you know. But bro, we are honest, you know. We are young, but the flesh sometimes, you know, the flesh how how the flesh want to play with us, you know. So sometimes mm. we make mistake and this. But the fact that me and John were together in this, it make us, you know, when I was weak, he was maybe strong. When he was weak, I was strong, and we go like this, you know. We pull each other, you know until we became what we became now, you know? So that's why it's really important to have, uh, to don't isolate yourself. Don't mm-hmm. isolate. Go and find mm-hmm. a, a brother. And there is many brothers. And speak to him. Be accountable to him, you know? And uh, be be true, you know? Don't be scared, you know? We all make mistakes, you know? So, yeah. So true, Polo. So true, man. If you want to go fast, go alone. If yes. you want to go far, go together. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not about going fast, guys, because you can get lost when you go fast. But if you want to go far in life, you have to go with people. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the New Testament, it's not just about, yeah, me and God. It's a family. Church family, friends, people around you can build you up. So it is so, so, so important. Thank you so much for sharing that, Polo. It's wonderful, bro. Just kind of moving back to your career a little bit. um, You've had an amazing career, hopefully another decade by God's grace. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) what are some of your highlights of your career so far and also have you had any god moments while you were playing god moments yeah yeah like what do you mean about god moments so first first thing was uh, what's your highlights of your career so far and also has there been a way when you've been playing or, or 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 in football where God's used you or you've seen God answer prayer or just a a, a testimony Mm. um of your faith in football my highlights in my career man I, I i think i try to everywhere that i've been try to get something from uh, from where you know from from that team or something but uh uh in tottenham the fact like to train with the first team to also make an appearance on the bench in the cup was one of my highlights also in tottenham in Leighton Orient, I had one game where we won A2 and it was like fantastic when I chopped everyone, you know. It's like, <laughs> that was a, a good highlight. In Standard Liège, I had many, many highlights. Mm. Uh, in Panathinaikos, it was, uh, yeah, good highlights. Not really something really bomb, but good highlight. Kievo was the worst place I, I've been I didn't like it at all I didn't like it at why all. was it why was it so bad for you why bro you know first of all 
the because when I was I went to Italy, I went to Cagliari. I had four five months, and it was like I was all known, and I had a mm. great four five months, you know, and really really like I played amazing, you know. I was even shocked because everybody say Italy is difficult, you have to adapt. Mm. And I came at I played direct scoring, make a good impact, you know, and uh, I remember that time uh, when I, I finished the season. The president of Cagliari said, Polo, okay, because they go down and uh, the, they had the option if they stay up that I could stay, you know. And the president said, Polo, okay, maybe I know you have some interest about the team, but I want to let you know that we want you to stay and we want you to come with us in second division and play for the for the title, you know. And I say, uh, I say, thank you. And this, I would think about it. But he knew already that there was some team wanting me, you know. He knew, and one of the team, it was Roma, you know. And uh, and I was um, for me in my head when I heard Roma was interesting and that uh, I could go, my mind was there, you know. Yeah. And then uh, something happened with some agent and this and that, so the the deal didn't happen. And then Kevo Verona came, and they said to me, "Apollo, yeah, we give you everything. The president, the director, the coach come to speak to me. We want you. We want to buy you. We want to this, you know." But I swear, guys, my heart didn't want to go there. I was, I didn't want to go there. My heart was saying, no, 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 no. But because there was, they wanted me so bad because they was like showing me things. Now, Polo, we want you to play. You come here, you will play. I said, you know what? I will go there. I signed. But even when I was signing, I was signing like this, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've had that one time in my career. had that one time in my career. Oh my gosh. And you know, and I, after I had the worst season, like not the worst season, but I, it was not good, you know. Mm. And uh, also the city, you know, as a black guys, you know, in uh, in Verona is up north, you know, is a bit uh, people there. They are not yeah. used to black people and this, you know. So the city, mm. when you go in the city, some people look. They don't. They don't. I never experienced something racist, but you you don't feel good, you know. Mm. And I say. Since that day, I said, I will never go again to a club or somewhere if my heart don't say to me yes. No matter how much you offer me, if my heart don't say yes, I don't go, you know? Mm. That's and, really important. That's really and, important. Yes. Mm. And then, uh, and that's why, and, and I think because maybe my heart didn't want, that's why it didn't want well. Maybe it was not, maybe I couldn't, because at that time, what happened, the, the transfer window was in the beginning, you know? And I could have wait, and maybe I would have something better. But when they came and they say, "Wow," oh, I was like, mm. you know, I went there because they they showed me how much they wanted me. But my heart didn't want to go there, you know. Mm. So just an advice, guy: if your heart don't want to go, guys, listen to your heart because the mm. Bible says everything comes from the heart. Mm. You know. So yeah. Wow, that's that's so real to hear coming from a professional because going through my life and everyone's life we all have those moments in different kind of ways where it's like i'm being asked or being pushed to do something or there's something coming there's an opportunity and you're like oh, i'm not really feeling it and it, it, you just showing that like, it's easy just to be like okay cool that let me just try but sometimes when your heart is telling you bro no you ain't about it don't do it uh, it it's best to listen so like i, I love that story because every, people Footballers are no different from you and I. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not some super being. They're not like some magical person that gets everything in their career right 
and they, they just do everything just perfect. No, they're, they're human beings, they're normal people like yes. you and I. They, and that's one thing I, I love about this podcast because you get to see that. And uh, so thank you so much for sharing that because it wouldn't easy just to make out like your career has been perfect and oh yeah, all these different things. But to, to see that realness has been, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So thank you uh, for sharing that uh, with us today, uh, Apollo. Talking about um, favourites and not favourites, What's your favorite uh, country that you've played in? Abu Dhabi, United Emirates. Ooh. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, just just because the life there is just football is not like Europe. But mm. The life is just bless. Unbelievable, man! Mm. It's just amazing, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say direct Abu Dhabi. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So we've heard your favorite country you've played in. Polly, you played against some amazing players. Who is the best player you've ever played against? And with? I think Pogba at Juventus was fire when we were in Kevo. I, I still believe he's fire. He's a big, big player. But at that time, Juventus was just poof, and Pogba was just flying. So mm. let's say Pogba, yes. Yeah, I, I'm here for Paul Pogba prop. I'm a Man United fan. So I'm here for the, the love that Paul Pogba deserves. He deserves the love. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Because uh, people ask me about Pogba, yeah. I think personally, yeah. He's probably the most talented midfielder ever to play in the Premier League. Now, wait, just people might say, no, what about this player? <laughs> yeah. When it comes to talent, what what can't the guy do? In terms of dribbling, he can defend. He's the strongest midfielder you, you'll ever play mm. against. Can score goals, can assist, can pass. But talent isn't enough. And I think that's where people get frustrated when they don't see him. Like, I see people uh, pundits talk about him all the time, criticising him and mm. you know, his hairstyle or whatnot. Listen... They need, they need to shush, first of all. Yeah, yeah, and you have yeah. to realise that, that different players play for different reasons. Some people play to win trophies, to get more money. Some people play just because they enjoy it. Exactly. And when I see, and when mm. I see Pogba, He's, he, he enjoys the game. Yes, yes. yes. Like, do you know what I mean? So I think you can't criticise someone for not being what you want them to be. Do you get what I'm trying to yes, say? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as fans, like, as a fan, I can, I can say that. You see a player, you'll you'll see you'll see Polo, you'll see John, you'll see Paul Pogba, you see all these players, and you see how much that they have. And in your mind, automatically, because you're a fan, it's like they must want to go to the top. Because if I had their talent, I want to go all to the top. But that's not but, how it works. But John, really see, like football mm. is been is changing a bit. We is is like this joy of playing is like starts coming to the end. And I'm glad that what's his name? Uh, Pep Guardiola spoke uh, the other day about statistics because mm. now what people think is statistic how many goals, how many assists, how many this, but you forgot about the enjoy. Maybe some people, they will make two goals or make assists, but they didn't enjoy playing. And for mm. me, John, football, you, you ask me, Prolo, you prefer to enjoy skills blah, 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 or to score two goals? I will say I want to enjoy skills, blah, blah, blah. This is what I want, you know? This yeah. is what, and I think Pogba is, is like that. And we start to lose those kind of players because of the way football they want to, they want the way food, people want football to be, but it's not like yeah. this. 
machines, literally machines. Exactly. Give me stats. You know, there's clubs. There's, there's clubs now. They'll only buy players off stats. Yes, yeah. uh, it's the money ball. The money ball kilometers, but he can't do a pass. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, nah, it's, it's the money ball approach, uh, the very American style of doing things. And he works over there because of the way that their sports work and the way that their leagues work. So it, it, it makes sense. But football is called the beautiful game for a reason, mm. isn't it? So, like, I'm a person that believes in both. And, like, I've, I believe that you need a combination of sure, delivering sure. and, but also being beautiful on the eye. But, yeah, I see what you... I can understand why, as, especially as footballers who just want to love the game, where it can get very frustrating. It's like, yo, what are, you, what are you chatting to me about my stats for when... Do you not see what I did to that man then? Like, I made him look silly, fam. Like, be happy. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> honestly, KJ, skills are important, right? They really are. But, like, it's not just skills. It's, like, it's, it's, it's what players can do to fans like there's yeah. some players that some fans they'll, they'll 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 get home to watch a game or drive to get like park up early just because they want to see a bit of magic something a bit special mm. or just players enjoy you know enjoy themselves and just follow you said you, you said your favorite player the best player you played against you've played with harry kane you've played with some of the you know top players you know in europe who would you say is the best player you played you said you played with <laughs> Maybe in training at Spurs, I don't know. You played at that time or now? Both. I would put Harry Kane. Mm. I would put Adel Tarabt. Oh. And I will put also Michi Batrayi because nobody really know how good is Batrayi. Mm. Because, and this is what we were just talking about, because the, so Batrayi is a player he need to enjoy football. Let him enjoy football. You will see what he will do, you know? But because we put us in the system where his statistic is important, you have to score, you know? But, man, I, I believe that the more you will enjoy, the more you will take pleasure in your football, the more you will score, you will make all these things. But if you think first about the statistic and this, you will not enjoy anymore, yeah? Mm. And so I will say maybe those, those free players maybe, yeah? Not, not, not John Bostock, no? John Bostock, is he in the list, no? Okay, yeah. Jay, stick it on me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just Polo's answers, yeah? Not your, not yeah. your answers. I appreciate the love, KJ, bro. <laughs> oh, every time, man, every time. Um, Polo, um, you've been a part of Ballers of God right from the start. Um, yeah. How's it been for you being a part of the movement? Yeah, you know, when I, when I see where we start and where we are now, you know, I say we because I feel part of it, and uh, and one of our pastors always said, "Don't uh, don't take for granted the small beginning," you know. And I remember when we when we prayed at, at my house, we were me, you, Eno, and one other friend, Blaze, and the sister of my friend Kavanda. We pray, but you know. In my mind, I never, I never thought we we're gonna become where we became now. You know, when we pray in that time, and then from that prayer, you had this vision of bullers in God, and what he became now. I'm like, wow! And I'm sure that this is nothing. You know, I'm sure that we will go from glory to glory. So, and uh, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just proud to be a part of this group and to be able to. To help young players to um, to grow in their faith and to uh, to avoid also the mistake that we made, you know. Yeah. So they will make them win time. Mm. Really Beautiful. Good. 
powerful. Uh, so yeah, guys, that that's that's Paulo. The ball is in God movement, like John said earlier. It's not just about the Instagram and 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 the podcast. There's much more behind it. So the more support you can give give John, uh, Paulo, and everyone else in, in the ball is God movement, the, just the more lives that would be impacted. And it's just simple things that like just simple prayers. You know what I mean? Hey, look at really sporting every time, as well. bro. Everywhere, every time, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're representing, mate. One now. So your your prayers your prayers are enough. Your encouragement in the in the comment sections are are enough. Like so, just 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 keep the support up, and um, I'm pretty sure that the ballers and guard movement will will fly in uh, many so many different ways. So thank you again for everyone who who supports. Right, Paulo, we spoke about stats, yeah. Yes. I want to I want to bring up one more. I'm going to bring up another stat, but it's nothing to do with with the real game of football. I'm talking about the game called FIFA. Do you play? Do you play FIFA first of all? No, really. Sometimes, no. really rare. Yeah, really rare. Right. So, well, they have a thing called Oma Team where they obviously they rate uh, players, give them statistics, and we have your FIFA 22 player card right here. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna bring up on screen. Okay. There it is. There you playing for your current team. Those are your stats. The best stat is 99. And the worst that is one. So this is how they rate your shooting, your passing, your pace, your dribbling, defending, and physical. My shooting is better than this normally. <laughs> my dribbling is much, much better than this. My pass also. My def- <laughs> defensive maybe a little bit lower. Physically not bad. And yeah, the rest it's okay. Okay. Oh, that's nice. So. It says you're a cam on this. Would you say you're a cam or a winger more? Like, what is your... No, no, no. I, I'm more as a midfielder. I'm more a midfielder. Yeah. I played sometimes right midfield. Or like, sometimes I played on the side, but he's not as a winger. He's more as a right midfielder, right yeah. uh, left midfielder, you know. I'm, I'm a yeah. midfielder. And if you could improve... Go on, KJ. Go on, KJ. If you could prove one stat on this, on this uh, card, what would that stat be and what number would it be? Dribbling. What do you think you are, bro? Of ninety nine, uh, if it's honest, if it's if if it's true. Between eighty five and ninety. Cheese. Hey, hey, come on now. Hey, guys, listen. Yeah, listen. I back this guy. Yeah, one against one against anyone. Follow. What about when you had one against one against Carl Walker at Spurs? You know, tell us about that story. Can you? You can ask him, bro. I think he remember me until now, bro. He knows me. <laughs> Him and Michael Dawson, they know me, bro. Tell us, tell us what happened, bro. Tell us what happened, bro. Yeah, yeah Kai Walker. I remember. So basically, I think he was coming. I don't know if he was coming back from injury or he was just training with us. I don't know exactly, you know. And uh, basically, we made we had to make a training for him, you know. We had to make a training for him. And at that time, it was like Alex Ingofo, I coached. Mm-hmm. And it was Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood is, it was a bit between the first team and the youth. and mm-hmm. But he was more with the the first team, you know? And it was like, me against, we played a, like a game, an old game, but I was the only person who was going one-on-one against Kai Walker, you know? And imagine, it was like me and Alex Ingofo against Kai Walker and Tim. Because, I remember that time, every time I have the ball, Alex Ingofo was to send me, Polo, one-on-one, get at him, get at him, one-on-one. And Tim Sherwood was like, always, 
every time I was, I used to kill him, like left, right, chop, go, shoot left, shoot right. Like, and Alex, when he used to say to me, Polo, one on one, get at him, kill him, kill him, bro. It was like something was just <laughs> like, I, I keep, I, I became Superman, you know, blah, you know, energy, you know, blah, blah. And then uh, I remember that time Tim Sherwood was like, okay, so every time I beat him, he used to come back and say, you have to defend like this, do this, stay like this. Okay, no problem. Do what you want, bro. I will kill you today, you know? <laughs> Whatever Tim said to you, I, today you will not touch the ball, bro. That day, I just destroyed him, you know? And um, I destroyed him, you know? And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. And um, I remember also, I had this with Michael Dawson, you know? One-on-one. It was the kind of same old training, you know? And always, I had to, Alex was in my back, you know? Get at him, one-on-one, get at him. Get at him, one-on-one, you know? And I used to bring all the skills that I learned from Vervier, you know? Hey, hey, hey. man said, I'm bringing you to the streets, boy. Hey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bienvenue à la street, yeah. boy. Yeah, no, yeah, good yeah. man, really good, Polo. Um, if anyone hasn't seen Polo play before, I encourage you type in Paul and Poku on YouTube and get ready to see maybe the best chop you'll ever see. <laughs> Defenders know it's KJ. If, if you haven't seen it, bro, Defenders know it's coming, they know it's coming, but they still, they still can't stop it. Anyway, speaking of um, street skills and five-a-side and dream, a dream team, bro, tell us, Polo, your dream ultimate five-a-side uh, team. Players that can be retired or playing now. Goalkeeper also or no? Yeah, yeah goalkeeper, yeah. So one goalkeeper and four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll give you one substitute if you like. Let me start with the player. Hold on. Hold tight, Adion. I will take... But why? In in history of football, yeah. Just to let you know. Well, uh, in history, oh, I would say yeah, why? Yeah, history, yeah, yeah, yeah. History football. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Zinedine Zidane, Ronaldinho, Desai, Oliver Kaningol, and the last one I say is so Zidane, Ronaldinho, Oliver Kahn, Desai, and Ronaldo. Desai. You said. And Ronaldo, RNF. Team. Team. Very good team. Hey, come on now. We love to see that. Right. Uh, Paulo, we're coming towards the uh, end of the podcast. Uh, We've got uh, two staple ballers and God questions for you right at the end. Uh, But before we do, we also have um, some fan questions that we uh, like to give out uh, to the players as well when we announce who's on next. So uh, thank you again for anyone who uh, put their question in and their questions read out. Keep it up. We will keep getting those questions asked. So um, first one is best fans that you've played for? I think I will say Standard Liège. Yes, he's the best. Very nice, nice. Um, what's one of your biggest achievements in your life? In my life or in my career? My life? Mm-hmm. I think it's my marriage. Ooh, nice, nice. I love that. Um, biggest lesson you've learned in your football career? You can be quickly in the top and you can be really quickly down, you know? Mm. This is a lesson I had in football. Yeah. So I yeah. always try to, you know, whatever you, you win or you lose, try to stay the same because, yeah, 
or when you score, you know, it's finished. You know, when you score today, mm-hmm. tomorrow is finished, bro. You have to forget because if you play a bad game next day, they will forget about the mm. the, the, the two goal or the goal you scored yesterday. Uh, and then, and you got the last one here. Just what is a uh, one goal? Uh, that you want to achieve in uh, the next five years? I think one of my goals that I want to achieve is to have my foundation and my academy and school in Congo. Mm. Nice. Wonderful, bro. Wonderful. Apollo, it's been an absolute honour and a privilege. We're going to end with two final questions. You are now 30 years old or 29. You're 29 or 30 now? 29. Yes. You're 30 in April, I believe. Yes. 29 years old. If you could go back and speak to 15-year-old Polo, what advice would you go back to tell him? Uh, I would say maximize your potential. Hmm. Because, uh, okay, I had a good career, me, you know, and I'm proud of the career I had. But I didn't, I didn't maximize m- my potential. And I think if I could advise myself, I would say maximize, you know, because we only have one life and yeah. Nice. And then um, we spoke a lot about like young people coming up on the streets of Belgium and just young people in general. Um, And you talk about transferring as well. So what piece of advice would you transfer right now? So the question is, what advice would you want to give to young Christian footballers in the game now, like to help them through uh, their life and their career? The first thing I would say is really try in anything, try to act like to be attached to Christ, you know. This is the most important thing I would say, first of all, you know. And, uh, you know, I learned now is really important to have good foundation, you know. And to have good foundation, you have to have a good church and good people around you. And this is the first advice is to really attach you to Christ and to find a good church because nowadays, Many people, they don't go to church and they be only believe that life is enough. And what, uh, what I really believe is that really, okay, life is good, but the enemy has used also life to, to take back a lot of people, you know. Mm. And uh, I would say really get a church, get attached to a church and surround yourself with really good people that will help you to grow in Christ, to tell you the truth, that will make sure that your foundation will be will be very, very good, you know, and also work, work your talent. Like I said, maximize your talent, you know. Mm. Uh, you have to work, you have to work. Wonderful, man. Mm. So any young player listening to this, you know, you're here, you're here, you're, you're, you've, for the last hour or so, you've listened to the, the heart and the mind of someone who's, who's played at the top level. And so I encourage you to take these words on board, you know, so you can learn from his story, his successes, his failures. Um, and more than all those things, guys, I encourage you, put Jesus first. Yeah. You know, we're really not afraid to to make it very clear of where we stand. And, and just to encourage you guys, you know, um, taste and see that the Lord is good. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Neither did KJ. Apollo didn't grow up knowing Jesus. But this Jesus came in and changed our lives. And we've never been the same, like Apollo said. So I want to encourage you guys, if there's any questions you have, about faith or football, anything you want to know more about, message us in the comments below or, or message us on Instagram. Jump in our DMs. We'll do our best to serve you guys and answer any questions that you may have. It's been an absolute honor. I actually forgot to ask Polo to, um, to uh, if it's okay to have one of his shirts for the giveaway. <laughs> Polo, is it right to have one of your shirts for the giveaway? Yeah, yeah, no problem, bro. Wonderful. 
guys, if you would like to um, win uh, a signed um, Impoku shirt, then just write in the comments below, what about Polo's story has inspired you? We've given away the Afobe shirt, we've given away the, um, we're giving away the Igalo shirt, and now we're giving away another Man of God shirt. So what about Polo's life or story after just listening to this podcast has inspired you? Make sure you uh, follow us, you like this video, and we will pick a, w a winner at random and get that shirt pinged off to you guys so you can enjoy it. Just Polo, it's been an absolute privilege, bro. We really mm -hmm. appreciate you jumping on your game tomorrow. Um, just want to say, guys, thank you so much for listening. We want to um, continue to produce content that would inspire you, you know, um, interest you with obviously football, but also go deeper in faith as well. So we love you guys. Um, and we want to just pray um, for Polo, but also pray for those who are listening here today. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're not used to prayer. Maybe you're not really, you know, comfortable with those things. But we just want to serve you by praying for you. Um, there's not um, a lot more you can do that will bless someone and pray for them. You know, and so um, we believe in God. We believe he loves you. He's got amazing plans for you. And we just want to pray for you as you pray for Apollo. Just want to end this pod in a word of prayer. And so, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your love. Thank you, Father, Lord God, for allowing us just to come together, Lord, and just hear Apollo's story, Lord. This man, Lord, that you've taken, Lord, from a place of humble beginnings, Lord, and you've used him, Lord, to bring glory to your name around the world. We thank you for his boldness for you. We thank you, Father, Lord God, that you've blessed him, Lord, as a husband, as a father, Lord, as a footballer, as a as a as a as a man in general. I just ask, Lord, that your hand would continually just rest upon him. I thank you, Father, Lord, that your promises are yes and amen in Jesus. I thank mm -hmm. you, Father, Lord, that the best days of Polo's career, of his life, are ahead of him. For yes. you know the plans you have for him, plans to prosper and give him a hope for a future. We thank you for his life, Lord. I also just pray for those who are listening to this podcast here today lord that you would just help them to realize that you really are who you say you are i pray lord that you'd bless the, um, those listening here today and that they would really have encounters with jesus and that you would reveal to them great and mighty things that they might not know thank mm -hmm. you father for your love we thank you father lord that when the whole world is shaken you remain immovable so we thank you father for this time we bless your holy name in jesus name we pray and amen. we all said amen. amen 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 much love guys don't forget to hit the subscribe button and we'll catch you guys on the next pod peace